4.50 in the morning. I am recording this on my bed. I am not being able to sleep once again. Or rather, I'm just procrastinating. Um, I really need to get up and uh, prepare this uh, school stuff. But I'm really not feeling up to it right now. Um, this has been something that has been going on for a while when it comes to this. So... I really need to get my shit in, shit in order, especially since I have exams starting Monday, and um, I am nowhere near prepared for any of that. But um, here's the thing, right? Um, yes, t- t- um, when was that? Friday. Friday afternoon. Um, I finally got to see the, to see her after a long while, and. You know, we we t- we talked for so long. We had long conversations. We said everything we had to say. But through all of that, like through all, all, all that entire period, when we were trying to like work through our issues, the only thing that was running through my mind was just like how much I enjoyed her company. Like, it didn't matter if we were on good terms or bad terms. Just really enjoyed having her around. And that, to me, was such an important part of my life that I wasn't really prepared to let her go. See, you have to understand that I've known this girl for four years. Okay, fine, it's not really that long a period of time. But in that four years, she's been the most important person in my life. And it sucks to say, but I'm... I am head over heels in love with this girl, like, uh, out of my mind. She's all that I want. I, I can't say stuff like she's all that I live for, but she's been the, the motivating factor to a lot of the shit I do for so long, and I don't know how to function if she's not in my life anymore. You know, I don't know where we lie, I don't know how far we go, I don't know what what I would do if the, the relationship with her and that guy was to like go to, to was to like stand the test of time, right? Because my whole hypothesis is I don't believe it's gonna work, right? So what would I do if I'm proven wrong? I don't know. I have to sort myself through that. I don't know if me and her need to have some different kind of boundaries when it comes to. When it comes to our friendships, I'm not really psyched about not having her tell me everything that's going on with her life. I think that's kind of selfish. I do feel like we should, there should be some things that she needs to keep to herself and I need to keep to myself. But I've fostered such a, such an air of, of, um, of, such an open line of communication between the two of us where I've, I, 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 I don't really feel comfortable relinquishing that. And, you know, she asked me a question that day. She and she was like, "If the way any the way I'm feeling, if any of my has any influence with the fact that I'm in love with her." And I lied. Well, at the time, I didn't feel like I was lying, but yes, obviously. I don't think I react the way I do 
to her her going back to that guy if I wasn't in love. I mean, sure, I'd be pissed off, but I wouldn't. I don't feel like I would be in this kind of mental state if it wasn't for the fact that I was, you know, head over heels for this girl, you know. And I feel guilty about this because she's a sensitive soul. She's a sensitive soul. I mean, we both are, and I think we bond because of stuff like that. Just because she's someone who cares so much, I I spent a lot of time trying to protect her from my thought processes because I didn't want her to be worried about me. I was the one who was supposed to take care of her. She didn't need to take care of me. And that might kind of sound kind of like um, misogynistic or something. It might sound kind of mansplainy. But honestly, that's just how I view a lot of my relationships. I'm, I'm the the guy who you call. You need to fix your problems. I'm the guy you call when you need someone to talk to. And because of that, I kind of trained myself to not have to deal with my own problems you know and i'm gonna try not um swear uh, or cuss in this episode because i feel like um there are much better ways for me to express myself you know i released an episode um yesterday or i could say basically this the saturday morning is when it got to all of the platforms and it was this bold declaration of I'm never going to talk about this issue again. I'm just going to let it go. Um, whatever happens, happens. I'm letting bygones be bygones. I don't like this guy. and I'm not accepting uh, a loss to this guy. So the ego kicked in. It's like, you know what? Fuck this. If I... Ah, there you go. The cussing. I should I should uh, have a cuss, cuss counter every time. The next time I, you hear me cuss, you're going to hear like a ping sound. I said, there's no way I'm going to lose this guy. If I am so sure that they're going to break up, then why am I leaving? Why would I give up the, the, one of the, one, one of the few good things that has, that, that I feel like I have going for me and relinquish, relinquish it to someone who I feel like is going to be a fleeting character in her life. I mean, I mean this for, in, for the long haul. So whether it's good or bad, I want to be here. I want to see it. If shit, if shit hits the fan and everything goes left, I want to be there to see it. And that was, that was basically it. And I said some really bold stuff. I was like, I want to dedicate the rest of my life to shitting on Sky. Hmm. Do I really feel that way? To some extent, yes. I mean, I can't let this turn into some kind of strange obsession, obviously. But in the same breath, I do not. I do also quiet dislike the guy so yeah it's, it, it would yeah you know it was um yeah I, i'm probably gonna edit, edit this part out but like and again sorry for the stuff he knows um it's fucking hay fever okay it's, it's um hay fever so my nose is constantly blocked making it really hard for me to breathe um But man, uh, when when I walked her home on Friday, in my mind, I didn't know what I was planning on doing with the friendship because I'm not ready to let her go. 
and even though I am resigned to the fact that she'll never see me in the same light that I see her, because of my stubbornness, I don't, I believe that that will change one day. I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know why I believe that, Um, but I do. I've been rehashing so many different, so many of the same talk points for the past couple of episodes. So now I'm trying to figure out how am I going to upload a new episode? Because I, I would like to upload this, but it would sound really strange it, um, if it comes directly after a few, after a 20 minute rant, basically, of me saying, you know, fuck this guy. Now I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to cut off my, all my hair because I have a fucked up hairline. Um, I'm gonna get, you know, get snatched, you know, change my whole look and basically, you know, try and be desirable again, because I really let myself go since this pandemic began. You know, I want to be someone who I could stand in front of, in front of her and be like, look, you don't have to, you don't have to hide or be ashamed of me or anything because... I really, 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 really want to make her love me. Um, and clearly she does, but it's just not, not in the same way. But I don't feel like I've ever really, I've, I've always put my best foot forward when it came, when it came to my behavior, behavior, behaviorally, I would say. But, I'm a realistic guy, and I understand attraction is based on physical features. As humans, you want someone who is aesthetically pleasing to look at. In my current state, I don't really feel like I am that, so that's what I was planning on working on. You know, you, I know people say stuff like, if you're gonna like exercise or something, you want to do it in a way that makes you feel feel good you should do it for yourself i mean i don't really care how i how i look i like i like clothes and i like dressing well but i don't really care if i wake up and i go to work wearing my pajamas i really don't care it's never been really that big of a deal to me but I would do anything. I would do anything, man. Anything. You know, there used to be a time when there was a time when me and her were having this long conversation, and she was like, she would never date a black guy. And it was the first time in my in my mind, my whole life, where I was like, I wish I was a black. <laughs> uh, Self hate, huh? It was the first time in my life I was like, yo, this isn't healthy, man. This isn't healthy. I really should stop being here. I should really cut ties with this girl. I, I'm not going to do it. And I'm never going to upload this. If someone ever hears this, it's going to be you know, interesting. And, you know, I've said a lot of stuff about this girl. But none of. But... You know, all of the all of the things I'm saying is really from my perspective, and I feel like I've been trying my best to not paint her in any um type of way that would, that would make her look bad, because honestly, 
a lot of the stuff that's going on isn't her fault. It's not it's not her fault that I fell in love with her. It's just who she is. She and she's never really played with my emotions in, in that way. She's made it very clear since the beginning that she didn't feel the same way. And I understood that. But the way I've grown up amongst and I don't know how much how much um you people can relate to this, but as guys, we're always taught that if at first you don't succeed, you dust yourself off and you try again, right? I don't try again. But I I kept trying. I tried every every day. Every morning I wake up, it's like, nah, this is a, this is a new day. So I'm going to try again for this girl. One more time. One more time. One more time. One more time. One day I feel like I'm going to get the cards right and I'm going to figure shit out and everything's going to be okay and it's going to be bliss. You know, um, I lie to myself a lot when it comes to um, what exactly the extent of my feelings to her actually are like i was telling her like look man um you're my everything but i have long given up the idea of being with you no i'm not <laughs> no i'm not and honestly if you hear me if if you're paying attention to how, how i was talking you can't listen to me talk she could i highly doubt she could listen to me talk describe the, what I feel for her and in the same breath me saying that I don't really have any um, hopes of being with her I still do I can't kill those off cause, because if I didn't I would have stopped talking to her so obviously there is a part of me that's still tr- actively trying to to win her, win her over with every every sentence that comes out of my mouth now she's Fanny listens to all of the podcasts and she listens to the last episode and she left me with a text saying that we needed to talk and now I'm just fucking, I'm, I'm petrified man because I don't know what she wants us to talk about because after that long ask, we, I, like, I met her at like half past two and we talked non-stop well, in between cry breaks, you spoke almost until like six o'clock in the evening, five thirty-ish or something, is when that conversation ended. So in my mind, it's like, what else? What 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 have I done now? Um, what, what what's what, what's happening? I I don't I don't wanna, I don't want her to give me some news. Where it's like I'm doing this for you, so I'm gonna have to. You know, cut you off. I'm gonna have to do this. I'm gonna have to do that because I really don't know what I'm gonna do with myself if I don't have her around. This is this is tough, man. Why did love have to be something so complicated? I could have. I used to. I I used to be such a happy-go-lucky guy. Nothing used to phase me. I used to take everything in stride. And then I discovered romance <laughs> and, uh, and all of the complications that had come associated with it. And I'm like, 
I wish I could go back to a time when that when the most important um part of my life was which character from my favorite anime I was going to draw next. That was that was those were the days when I didn't have to care about anything. I didn't have to think about what the opposite sex thought of me. Because you know now at uh, when you hit twenty five, I think you know how we talk about people having midlife crises. I think everyone who's in their mid twenties starts having their own little like what would you call a quarter life crisis or something. It's the first because you're at a dilemma in life where you feel like you're too old to to chase your dreams. But you're still too young to give up in some kind of way. Because now you start seeing the differences between the people who you feel like had their shit together. So I have friends who we went to primary school together. So we're like the same age, 23, 24, 25 years old, married. And they're looking fucking happy as ever. You know, just enjoy, living it up, enjoying life. I'm still, I have friends who may be single, but they have, you know, they have their own properties. They have their own cars. They're doing business, they're traveling all around the world. I have friends who still live with their parents. And then they have friends who, it seems like their entire, entire mission in life is to just hop from scholarship to scholarship. Like I was talking to a friend of mine and I was asking him, what are you, what is this, what are his plans on once he's done with his degree? Because he's a master's student, so what what is he planning on doing once he graduates? And he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna find another scholarship and do my PhD." And I was like, "Bro, are you planning on being an academic?" He was like, "No." So I was like, "Then what are you doing?" Because he's like thirty two years old, and the only thing he's been doing is he's been in university his whole life. So you know, um, I think. This existential crisis thing that I'm facing right now is because of just my general nature and my dislike for human interaction. I have this thing, I have this person who I am super close to, and she's basically become my window to the outside world in in some kind of weird, twisted way. So I kind of live my life through vicariously through her. So the things she does, she comes and she tells me, and I'm like, oh, wow. You know, because, you know, I don't smoke, I don't drink. Um, loud, crowded places never never been my thing, so I've never wanted to go to, like, a club or anything. You know, um, never never really yeah obviously you think about it but i've never been really that the guy who wanted to be like to like sleep around so you know i'm kind of a recluse i like sitting at home you know i feel like if if i didn't live in a big city or if i lived at least on a property that had a, a um a bit of extra land, or even if I, if or if I even lived in up in an apartment that had a lot of extra, like sunlight during the day, I would probably just like start a farm inside my house or something. You know, I like crafting stuff. Like I I like doing gardening stuff. I like drawing. I like art. That kind of stuff. 
I'm a homebody. I'm a homebody. So whenever I'm not want, I'm not like trying to play video games. I'm actively, like, you know, taking care of animals or trying to plan something. And I had one outlet that I used to force myself to like try and go do, and that was skateboarding. And you know, I used to watch a lot of videos on YouTube. There used to be this YouTube channel called Braille Braille Skateboarding, or the Braille Skate or something. And I used to watch, I learned how to like do ollies and kickflips and I can't really do a kickflip, but like I learned how to do, how to like ollie and stuff and like do all of these little skateboard tricks of a YouTube thing. And I used to go to parts of the city and just watch people like skate around. And I always noticed that everyone was, no, not really anyone was skating by themselves. There was, everyone was like everyone else's friend. And I was kind of like an outsider. So when I would go with my board early in the morning before anyone got there. And I would practice and I would practice and I would practice. And then once everyone would come, I would just take my board and I would just sit and, and just like watch, you know, all of these like pro guys just shred. You know, everyone with their friends recording them doing lines. Not cocaine, like doing a line is like when you record you doing a um, consecutive bunch of tricks. Yeah, that's that's what you call a line. Um, and it was, it was you know, it was part of you once once would be like that. That would be really cool if someone could do that. Obviously, you could just walk up and like make friends. Like it's not like I've never had conversations with, with with conversations with this with these people. But then you're like, ah, nah, it's it's cool. I don't really, I don't really want that. I don't really need that. Or sometimes you go and you have a really good conversation. And then, like, you exchange contact information and stuff like that. Then when you get home, you DM once or twice. And it's like, okay, no, nah, I don't have the bandwidth for this. I have a, uh, It's a really hard um, thing for me to get over, especially with work, because the the most important part of my work is networking. Because I deal with a lot of, like, high net worth clients. The only way I can gain their trust is if I'm constantly, like, in contact with them. And if for me to get in contact with them, you message you a lot. If I'm not messaging you, then what the fuck am I doing? You know, so I have to go. We're constantly having to, like, go on business meetings and meet and meet people, exchange business cards and, you know. Yeah, sure, I can go do that. Like, the physical going and interacting with people, that doesn't really bother me. It's the later aspect where now I have to go and try and, like, build, like a working relationship with this person you know um you you can read the situation and be like okay this person likes to be sucked up to so now i have to like suck up to you you know um i'm an observant person so i feel like i feel like i can i can suss out a person's personality um rather quickly and uh decide how i'm supposed to be how how i'm going to act um to this whole like little situation but as time, as but as I've watched myself grow, I've realized that I really just don't want to do it. Now, I would really like someone to come and tell me if what exactly I am, because, yeah, sure, I'm introverted, but I, I, I don't believe that I am antisocial. Maybe I, but maybe the things I just listed here right now would suggest otherwise. Maybe, maybe. Mm. 
I don't want to be the, that kind of person who bases his whole life being like, oh, I'm antisocial, so you no one understands me. You know, it's like the the you know how people do that um, when like especially girls they do that the zodiac mm-hmm. thing where they um, hold on a sec. Yeah, um, so yeah, I'm back. You know how, um, girls can do that thing where it's like, oh my god, I'm a Pisces and, um, Mercury is in centigrade, so, um, that's why my personality is horrible. Like, you know, I don't want to base my life around these invisible factors and act as if I do not have, I don't have any sort of control on my behavior because we absolutely do. And I think the worst thing that we do as humans is we we try to find the best way to absolve our absolve ourselves of responsibility of our own actions. It's always like, no, I didn't. I would have done this, but you never gave me a chance. Or, um, no, that's just how my personality is. Oh no, it's because I'm a, I'm a Pisces. I'm a, I'm a I'm a I'm a Taurus. I'm a potato. Like, you know, no, you did that thing because you as a person, maybe it might not be bad, but you definitely made mistakes. It's like, no, everyone wants to portray this air of perfectness. And I'm like, nigga, why? Why? It's okay to be flawed as, as humans, we're, we're flawed. And I, and I feel like sometimes when you, when we're online, the way people, try and portray their personalities is like as if like their like their whole life is just perfect like ain't nothing wrong with your life bro your life is perfect but everyone else not no no um i've lost my train of thought so um yeah this is this is (laughs) uh, i'm i'm in a dilemma when it comes to this podcast because i really want to make it longer so this is going to be a bit of a longer episode and yeah i know i began it with um a really um concerning tone like i was slow um but the more i talk about it the more the easier it becomes to to switch topics so you know i don't know you guys let me know if you if you guys want me to keep it this way where it's just me and my very deeply intimate thoughts, or if I should pivot and try and do a bit a bit more culturally relevant stuff, maybe talk about stuff like music that's going on, going on. You know, there's a lot of um, new music that's that's going to be coming out from now as we head into the summer. Now that the pandemic is in its final stages and everything's being opened up. You know, the Migos this released last week is, uh, you know, a whole bunch of new music. And also, as someone who listens to so, so much music, I feel like there's a lot of stuff I could, I could find stuff to talk about. Or, if you want, um, I could keep treating this as my weekly um, uh, therapy session. I want to turn this episode into a two-a-week thing. Each one at least 45 minutes long. Maybe I could invite some of my, my, my other friends on and we can just discuss stuff. It's a, it's a process. I need, I need, I need, uh, I need a, a little bit of time. I was checking out microphone equipment and stuff because I am, 
not at all pleased with the audio quality of my voice when it comes from this phone. Um, I want it, I want it to be better, even if only five, six people are listening. I want to offer you the guys the best five, six minutes of what? What the fuck am I saying? I want to offer you guys any, the, the best listening experience that is feasibly possible for me at, 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 at this given time. And also, I just want to improve the production quality just for my, for my own sake. But anywho, um, in, in, a bit, in some lighter news, um, my, my cat gave birth on Friday. Yeah, Friday was, an, it was such an eventful day because I got to, I got to get off work early. I got to go see this girl. I got to talk to her. And I was in really good, I was in much better spirits than I had been in for such a long time. And when I get home, my cat was just going going into labor and she was, and she was doing the thing I was really afraid of. And I was, she was, I was, I had noticed that she had been really sleeping right next to me. Usually she sleeps like in the living room. She has like her own little bed, but I noticed she'd been sleeping really close to me. And I was wondering why she's doing that. And then when I get home, I notice she's trying to give birth on my bed. But luckily, because I thought about this, I had, I had made her like a nesting box and I put it right next to me. It was like she was afraid of giving birth on like the ground, basically. So I put her nesting box on my nightstand. And that's where she's been living with her babies um, for the past day. They're a day old now. Such cute little things. The, 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 I have two other cats, two male cats. One is neutered and he's just a cool guy. So he's just been watching them from afar. And then their deadbeat dad has been trying to attack them because he, yeah, if you can hear any meowing, that's him. He still has his balls. Um, I need to go have those removed so I can shut the hell up. He's making way too much noise for my liking and my neighbor's liking. But the thing is, cause I'm not, I'm not at home. I don't have to deal with his with his constant meowing because he's trying to find a mate, right? But my neighbors do, and I don't want to have any issue, issues with my neighbors because I don't want to start figuring out figuring out where I'm gonna go if I have to move, etc., etc., etc. But you know, the joys, you know, watching watching this uh, this cat give birth and automatically know what to to, to do next made me like, wow, you know. Maybe it's like God really knew what he was doing when he, when he created us. It's like childbirth will, to me will forever be the greatest miracle on earth. Um, I don't think there's anything more amazing than watching something receive life for the first time. Like I, I when, you know, it's not like when, when a, when a kitten is born, the mom has to like clean him up and then they start meowing. And then the first thing they do instinctively is they go and try and find her titties so they can start breastfeeding. And it's like, how do they know how to do that? And you know, you, um, I was, I'm a nerd. So I researched a lot uh, about like, do cats know that they're pregnant? And I was seeing someone said something on Reddit where it's like, I don't think cats, they're suggesting like cats don't know that they're pregnant. They just know they have to give birth or something like that. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say in this segment, but basically, 
um, childbirth is beautiful uh, all praise to the almighty and yeah <sighs> honestly 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 guys I, I need your advice i really want to put this podcast out i feel like i did a good job today but that first 10 minutes i don't want her to hear it whatsoever but if i put it up she's gonna hear it and i don't want her to hear it so should i cut it off um, what should i do i don't know man i really hope that um whatever it is she wants me to, she wants us to talk about isn't going to be heavy i really hope not so anyway this is the end of the episode so peace